Believer's Walk of Faith. Empowering believers through teaching, preaching, and demonstration of the uncompromised Word of God to fulfill their highest calling and change this world through Jesus Christ. To glorify God in all we do. To train up and send out believers to cover the whole earth with the knowledge of the Lord. Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith. Hello, I'm Bill Winston and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have another exciting teaching for you today. We're teaching on this master series called The Reality of Redemption. Now, specifically, we're in this area called The Blessing of Abraham. Now, According to Galatians 3:13 and 14, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Why? So that the blessing of Abraham would come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, you and I have been redeemed from the curse of the law, which is threefold: poverty, sickness and death. So we've been redeemed from the curse of poverty. Now the blessing of Abraham is the proof. Now we're going to show you this and we're going to show you where you are blessed just like faithful Abraham. Get your Bibles and pencils and papers ready. It's called Redeemed from Poverty. Let's then look back at Galatians one more time. Galatians chapter three, please. Galatians chapter three. Galatians chapter three, praise God, hallelujah. All right, now, so what did Jesus do? Jesus came and redeemed us. Now, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the who? Gentiles, through who? Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, how? Through faith. Now, what? was, oh, let's, let's read the next verse. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying Paul is writing here and he says, though it be but a man's covenant, meaning that God made covenant with a man. Who was the man that God made covenant with? Abraham. If it be confirmed or ratified, no man can disannul it. Disannul it means that no man can make it void or make it abolish it. Why? Because it was made between God and who? Abraham. Where is Abraham now? He's with the Lord. So no man can change it because the only ones that can change it are the ones who made it. Got it? So the covenant of Abraham is enforced. Now, what I want you to see is go around here to verse seven. Know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the who of Abraham. Children of Abraham, are you of faith? Raise your hand if you are of faith. Now, if you're of faith, you are a child of who? Abraham. Look at verse nine. So then they which be of faith are what? Blessed with faithful Abraham. 
So the way that God blessed who? Abraham, he's going to bless who? Me. me. Say me. me. Don't say us anymore. Say me. <laughs> because that's the problem. We've been saying us and haven't been getting anything. <laughs> Single yourself out. See yourself in the scriptures. He's going to bless me the same way he blessed Abraham. All right. Come on over to uh, chapter, uh, 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 chapter three again. You're still at chapter three. Look at verse 26. For all ye are the children of God by faith in who? Christ Jesus. How many of you all got faith in Christ Jesus? How many of you all the children of God? Okay. Verse 27, for as many of you have been baptized into Christ has what? Have do, done what? Put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Keep going. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, if you belong to Christ, then are you who seed? Abraham's seed, keep going, and heirs according to the promise. So if you belong to Christ, then are you whose seed? Abraham's seed. So it's not just the people who are natural Jews that Abraham's seed, but if you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and what? Heirs according to the promise. Now, what promise? The promise God made Abraham. Well, what promise did God make Abraham? Turn to Romans chapter four. Let's see what promise God made to Abraham because that same promise is for me. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to give the enemy a, a hickey side his head today. We're going to... Let me know when you're there. Romans chapter four, please. Have you got it? Yes. Come on, have you got it? Yes. <laughs> Verse 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world, glory to God, for the promise that he should be the what? heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. What promise did God make Abraham? He was going to be the heir of the world. What does heir mean? He's going to inherit the what? World. He's going to inherit the world. Now notice Adam sold the world over into the hands of Satan. Satan became the God of this world. But Jesus came to get it back. And he got it back legally. But now he's up there probating the will. And this is the last will and testament. You got what I'm saying? And now we got to get it back vitally or in reality or in experience. We got to get it back. The battle's already been won, folks. Satan is already a 
defeated foe, but you and I are here to enforce the defeat. We're here to let the devil know where he stands and that's under our feet. Do your feet like that. What you're doing is you're telling the devil if he's got a word for you, write it on the bottom of your shoe. Cause this is where he is. He is under our feet. Now, come on back to Genesis chapter four, uh, chapter 12, please. Genesis chapter 12. <laughs> Say free at last. Free at last. Thank God almighty. I'm free at last. Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. And I'm free indeed. See, the enemy's trick, like I said to the last service, the enemy's trick is to have you in a bird cage. And you're going from side to side in this little bird cage, see? But what he thinks, he comes up to you first and tries to deceive you. He just puts you in a bigger bird cage. You think you got a little freedom. No, no, no. We got to get you out the cage. Out the cage. <laughs> All right, look, let's look what it says in Genesis chapter 12 and verse one. Are you there? Say praise the Lord. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I'm gonna show you. And I'll make of thee a great nation and I'll bless you. I'll make your name great and you'll be a blessing. Now bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. All right, now watch what he says here. First he said, what? Abraham, get out of your where? Country and from around, you know, all them unbelievers. All right. All right, into a land that I'm gonna what? Show you. He had no brochure, no map. You know how we like a brochure. Okay, so notice, he's telling Abraham to follow him. Now what does he tell him to turn loose of? He's telling to turn loose of this old economic system. Turn loose of that way you're doing things now, Abram, and follow me, because I'm going to show you something. Now, what is he planning on doing? Hooking him back up to the way that Adam operated before the fall. You got what I'm saying? Now, he's saying this, verse two, and I'm going to make of you a great nation. Who's going to do that? God. I will bless you. Who's going to do that? God. I'm going to make your name great. Who's going to do that? And thou shalt be a what? Bill Winston, when he first came here, did anybody know him? No. <laughs> did anybody care? No. <laughs> Who blessed me? No. Who put me on television? No. <laughs> Who made it so that you would come here? No. Now he wants me to be a blessing. Have I been a blessing to you? Yeah. Praise God. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Okay. Now, what am I saying? A covenant is two parts, your part and God's part. And your part is to come out of the system. Your part is to be a blessing. So never did he intend for me to just get all this or knowledge or money or whatever have you and just keep it to myself. He planned for me to have more than enough so that I could share it. Got it? And he's increasing me 
more and more. We just came back from Central America and now next week, or the next week after that, whatever, I got South Africa and then they're trying to get me to Zimbabwe and, and they're trying to get me because they're seeing the television broadcast over the world. Folks, I came, I came here with $199.98. blessing of Abraham on my life. <laughs> All right. So God's part, our part. Both of those parts are going to be done. Now he's, he's making a covenant with him. Now verse four, so Abraham departed from the Lord uh, as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him. Now did he tell him to take Lot? No. We always trying to take somebody that God didn't tell us to take. <laughs> Amen. You know how we like a little security. Okay. Okay. So look at verse nine. Then Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south, and there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was grievous in the land. God showed Abraham the land. Now watch this. He took it and took him to that land. And when Abraham looked around in that land, what did he see? It was a famine. What does a famine mean? The thing is dead. It was dead. But God directed him to a dead place. Why? Because he's got the blessing on his life. Come on now. But what did he do? He rejected that and went on down where? To Egypt. Egypt looked much better. Okay. So now what happened was he went down there and he said, Sarah, he said, don't tell him you're my wife. You tell him you're my sister because you tell him my wife, Pharaoh might want to kill me because you look pretty good, girl. (laughs) Am I right about it? Now, the Bible says that Abraham, look here now, look here now. Let me show you something. I want to show you this. Verse four, look at verse four. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and and Lot went with him. And Abram was how old? 75 years old. All right. Now, how old was Sarah? Anybody remember? How, 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 what was the age difference between Abram and Sarah? He was 99 and she was what? 90. Got it? So she wasn't much younger. He was 75. She had to be 60 something. But he told her, don't tell them you're my wife. You tell them you're my sister because you still looking good. Can't you see what I'm talking about? Come on now, somebody with me. You know Pharaoh don't want anything in his house. Pharaoh ain't letting anything up in there. <laughs> that was a sidebar. All right. Now, let's, let's, let's keep going. Because he went down there and Pharaoh finally discovered that he was, he, that was his wife and so forth and so on. But God wouldn't let uh, Pharaoh touch her because God was watching out for him. See, he didn't completely trust God, but God had made a promise to him. And even when you don't completely follow God accurately, God keeps his promise to you. 
Isn't this wonderful? Say mercy. <laughs> all right. Look at chapter 13 and verse 1. And Abram went up out of Egypt and his wife and all that he had, and Lot went with him into the south. And Abram was what? Very rich in cattle and silver and gold. Now he's starting to manifest the blessings now. Now, how do you know who made him rich? I can tell you how you know who made him rich. All you have to do is come over to Genesis chapter 14 and look over here where Abram went out and he got back Lot who had been taken by the enemy and Lot's household and Sodom and Gomorrah and all the kings and so forth, Lot got them all back. And then this man met Lot or met Abram coming from the battle and verse 18 of chapter 14, he said this, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. What does that sound like to you? Communion. And he was a priest of the most high God and he blessed Abram and said, blessed be Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And Abram gave him what? Tithes of all. Now we're going to deal with that in just a minute. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the people and just take the goods for yourself. Abram said to him, to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand to the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. What does that mean? I have lifted up my hand to the Lord. Anybody can help me out there? Okay. I have what? Uh, yeah, I've made a covenant with God. God's going to be my provider. I, I'm, 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 me, no, God and I have made an oath together. I've lifted my hand to the Lord. Verse 23, and I will not take from a thread even a shoelace and that I will not take anything that is yours lest you say, come on, I made Abraham rich. Now Jesus was poor, was rich and became poor that we through his poverty might be made rich. Abraham was being made rich. He was being blessed. Who was making him rich? God was making him rich. Now, if you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed? As God has blessed Abram, he promised also to bless Bill Winston. My point is, glory to God. Let me go a little further. You got your shouting clothes on. All right. Okay. All right. Now, let's look at this. Abram, the one thing that the enemy wants is to keep you in the cage. Now, this is where he keeps you in the cage or a person. He builds a picture of where he wants you to go. Every one of us operates in pictures. Every one of us. The only reason you have words is because words form pictures. When, when I describe something, you say, well, I, I, I don't quite understand what you say. And then I give a few more words and kind of give some definitions and so forth. And you say, oh, I see. Oh, I what? See. Oh, I see. See? That's his words I spoke. But the words form pictures. And whatever picture you have is where you go. 
Whatever picture you have inside is where you go. That's why I told you and taught on the fact of death and that when it talked in Psalm 90 about uh, a person who has lived a life of three score plus 70, and if they be, uh, uh, if they be good, whatever it is, they'll live another score. It made people think that 80 years old is what God has promised you, and that is not true. I showed you in Psalm 90 to read the verse above it. It was saying that the children of Israel in the wilderness who were disobedient were limited to 80 years. You are not disobedient, you are not in the wilderness, and you are in the new covenant. And then that's when I showed you that you don't have to be sick to die. I just got a letter from somebody watching the television and they were talking about their grandmother or whatever and she called people in there and then she said she called them all in there and said some words and she just went on right in front of them. Gone. And she said, Pastor, she wasn't sick. You don't have to be sick. You can just give up the ghost. Are we, are we, are y'all still here? Am I preaching to myself here? We have misunderstood things. We thought we had to be sick to die. I showed you when Moses was 120 years old, his eyes were not dim, neither his natural forces abated. The man could outrun you. But God told him, go up there on the mountain and die. Why? Because his time was over. And Abram went on up there and died. He gave up the ghost. How about Jesus on the cross? Who killed him? No one. No one. They couldn't. They couldn't. He had to hang his head and what? He died. He gave up the ghost. No one killed him. Now, I'm only saying I'm coming after this because you got some wrong images about money. And you know what? You end up where you see. So if a person is broke all the time, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So all I have to do is look at your life. You go where you see. Well, praise the Lord. I trusted you enjoyed that teaching. Now that's called redeemed from poverty. Now we're talking about the blessing of Abraham and how Abraham was blessed. God wants to duplicate those blessings in our lives. Now the problem has been, some people have thought that the blessing of Abraham is a spiritual blessing. No, 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 my friends. Abraham was not spiritual. (laughs) He was not born again. He believed in the coming, but he was not born again. Until you got born again and got these blessings that Jesus gave to us, that's when they got the spiritual blessing. But the natural blessing or material blessing came through Abraham. So the same way that God blessed Abraham, he wants to duplicate those material blessings in our lives. I'm going to take mine. I don't know about you. Praise the Lord. The address and phone number on your screen. I want you to order this series. This is a powerful teaching. Now what it does, it renews our minds, not only to who we are, but what we have and how to get it. 
It is a powerful, powerful teaching. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we'll see you next time. So until then, keep walking by faith. In a land that's dry and barren, in a place of famine and shortage, when the system of the world betrays you, when you understand your redemptive rights, God will manifest the blessing of Abraham. This blessing is designed to go into places that look bad, look beat out, look in shortage, look like they're suffering, look like that nothing can be done for them because you got the anointing to get well. You'll chart a new course for your financial destiny with Dr. Bill Winston's new series, Redeemed from Poverty, Volume 2. Order this series today, and Dr. Winston will teach you the power of the blessing of Abraham, how to stop trusting in the world's economic system, why you've been anointed to get wealth, and much more. If you've got the blessing of Abraham in your life, many times God will lead you to a place of severe shortage. And he'll lead you there because that is the mechanism that he needs for the blessing to manifest. Glory to God. To order your copy of Redeemed from Poverty, Volume 2, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327, or online at www.billwinston.org. God never meant for you to tolerate poverty, and the blessing of Abraham is the proof. Order your copy of Redeemed from Poverty, Volume 2 today. We live on a word planet. He said, for my words, they are spirit and they are life. See, the, the tendency is, is that we think our words are just sound. We think our words are just noise. They're not. They're spirit. Dr. Bill Winston's new book release, The Law of Confession. Learn why words are the most powerful things on earth, why what you say matters, and so much more. Words are the most powerful things in the earth. Speak them. Get your tongue right and sing. And the word was made into music. Donald Lawrence, live concert on CD, The Law of Confession. I want to make it so that your words have value. In stores now. Success is a choice. This choice is driven by the decisions you make. In his newly released book, Transform Your Thinking, Transform Your Life, Dr. Bill Winston will tell you why God created you to think big. As a man thinketh, so is he. Want to change your life? Change your thoughts. Transform Your Thinking, Transform Your Life. Now available in paperback. Pastor Bill Winston personally invites you to Living Word Christian Center, located at 7600 West Roosevelt Road in Forest Park, Illinois. Our Sunday services are at 7, 9, or 11.15 a.m. with a midweek Bible study Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, please call 708-697-5000. For information on visiting our satellite churches located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Tuskegee, Alabama, visit our website at www.billwinston.org.
Today's message is available in its entirety on CD or DVD when you use the product number on your screen by writing to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.